0: Money, deals, tribal knowledge, resources, training, coaching, partnering. We are Texas's largest real estate investor association at TexasStarterKit.com. My name is Shanoa Grove. Welcome to the show. So again, as we talk about what it means to be the best year ever, I want to just explain to you what that looks like. Uh, I think our sales are going to be up year over year, uh, somewhere between 20 and 25% higher than what they were last year. That's a, that's a lot to, that's a, I'm really putting myself out there, right? Uh, but what I think what's even going to be better than that is our sales prices. So for those of you guys who own a property and are planning on keeping those properties, I can tell you this, the values versus what they were last year are probably going to be up Somewhere between 20 to maybe 30 percent, depending on where they are, and we're seeing a lot of areas where the values are up uh, 25 to 30 percent. This is a big deal. Yeah, how many of you guys own rental properties? Again, yes, feels good. How many of you guys? I'm just curious. How many of you guys have owned some of those rental properties since like 2000, year 2000? Anybody? Nobody? Since 2005? Since 2010? Okay. Okay. A couple of you guys since 2010, 2008, 2009, 2010, 2011. I feel like I aged in dog years. Okay. Cause what was going on in the market? That would be nothing. That would be the market was flat all of those years. Right. And it was a little pain. It was a little annoying. Right. But what do we say? I wanna, do I wanna buy high and sell low? No, I'm gonna just hold on to it. So, so if, if, if you're taking some notes with me, I want you to just write down this, this, this one uh, word. Is it one word or two words? One, one words, bluebell, bluebell. So for us, we have the bluebell ice cream investing philosophy. What does that mean? Are we, we are in Texas after all, right? You guys don't know this, right? <laughs> yeah, we eat all we can and we sell the rest, exactly. So for me as a real estate investor, I want to eat. When I think of eating real estate, I think of keeping. I want to keep all that I can, right? Except for in the love handles. But I want to keep all that I can, and I want to sell all the rest. But just enough to be able to fund my lifestyle. Just enough to give me an income, right? I don't want to overfund it because I don't want to give half of that, half of that money to the to the to the government in the form of taxes. So for real estate investors, keep it keep it, keep it as long as you can. It was funny because Nancy was asking me earlier, she's like, Chanel, are you, are you selling all your properties in these like wildly, you know, exciting, you know, and, and you're seeing these prices go up. And she asked me that six months ago and I'm like, no, I'm not selling. And in the last six months, what else has happened? we've seen those properties continue to go up, right? So, so that's, that's our philosophy, keep it for the long term. And uh, that's uh, one of the reasons uh, why we're so excited to uh, continue our investing philosophy and uh, watch it really play out for us over the course of the next several years as well. And a lot of people um, you know, know, so this next slide that's up here is, is, is uh, the question, asking the question, why is our inventory so dang low, right? What's going on here? And uh, that the, the answer is it's not just one thing. The answer is it's, it's actually a combination of about 13 different, and probably even a few more, but 13 different variables that have caused this inventory to go down so incredibly low, uh, those uncertainty. So how many of you guys have said, have, have, said, have, have said this phrase, I think I'm about to lose my job, so why don't I sell my house and move into a new house? Said no one ever. No one's thinking I'm about to lose my job. Let's make a wild move, right? No one's thinking that. No one's thinking I'm gonna get, I'm gonna get out because you don't know where you're gonna go and live after that. You don't know if you're gonna be able to get a loan. You don't know if you're gonna be employed. So what does that do that paralyzes uh, sellers, right? And then there's also the question where, well, hold on, are the people coming into my house healthy? And do I have to hand sanitize my entire house every time someone walks in and out of this place? I mean, that's all I'm gonna be doing all day long, right? And do I have someone at home that might have a, some type of a compromised immune system that I want to protect, right? So you're seeing more homeowners keep their properties off the market. And then asking is that stream of buyers interrupting my day, my child's day, my, my meetings, right? You can't go to the Starbucks anymore. Why is that? Well, because they took out all the chairs. Now we put them all in this room. But they took out all the chairs, right? You can't even go to the Starbucks anymore. Low interest rates, not just motivating buyers, but also causing owners to refinance. And the last market cycle changed how builders developed. It used to be they basically said, we'll build it, they'll come, until they stopped coming, right? 2008, 2009, 2010, 2011. And now they're only building if they have at least five contracts for every lot that they, who's trying to buy a new house right now? yeah it's like it's like you look into the builder's drawer and it's all of these contracts with all of these earnest money and option money checks attached they're going to need more drawers for all the people that are moving here right so they're not building speculatively literally they're hoping to get five contracts for every one house that they end up putting on the ground and that's changing uh, the inventory situation labor shortages immigration policies BORDER CROSSING INSECURITIES THAT ARE STOPPING uh, WOULD-BE CONTRACTORS, WOULD-BE LABORERS. Uh, I JUST WANT TO LET THE PEOPLE OVER HERE uh, WHO WANT TO COME IN AND WORK THEIR BUTTS OFF, DOING ALL THE THINGS THAT I DON'T WANT TO DO, RIGHT? AND HELPING TO BUILD BACK THAT INVENTORY. AND I DON'T KNOW HOW YOU CAN, uh, YOU KNOW, uh, RESTRICT FOR THAT, BUT that, that, would be, THAT WOULD BE MY GOAL. I DON'T NEED A, I don't need a BURNING WALL. I just, need, I JUST NEED TO INVITE THE PEOPLE WHO ARE GOING TO help, HELP BUILD. Uh, MATERIAL SHORTAGE, SUPPLY CHAIN, uh, THIS should, be, SHOULD SAY, SUPPLY CHAIN DISRUPTION. Right? How many of you guys have done a remodel recently and had to wait like three months for a uh, 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 over-the-counter microwave? Right? Or you know a fixture? Like I just ordered some fixtures recently. I ordered three. I got two. It's like what? Wait, what? Right? All of this is slowing down what our ability to add more properties onto the market. Prices have gone up for labor, materials, land, city permitting uh, makes houses more expensive. The Elon effect, right? Elon puts on a cowboy hat, sits next to Greg Abbott and says, I'm a Texan now, and what does everybody else say who lives in California? Oh, we should look into there and move there, right? Some homeowners wanna keep their uh, starter homes as rental properties, right? So we see a lot of landlords, Airbnb situation. Institutional buyers. How many of you guys were aware that you're competing against institutional buyers, not just the iBuyers, not just the iBuyers, but I'm talking hedge funds. In fact, a colleague of mine is, is actually working with, and I thought he was, uh, giving me, um, some baloney at first, but, but he said, he said, I'm working with, uh, the, a pension fund from Iceland and they want to come and spend a hundred million dollars here in Texas. And I'm like, what? Really? I've, I've got I've got to complete complete with the Icelandese, Icelanders, Icelandos, Icelandians, Iceland, ice, ice. The people, ice, Icelanders. Thank you. Yes, thank you. Uh, so uh, you'll you'll see that we've, we're competing against the eye buyers who right who also want to keep some of those properties as well. And the many houses are not uh, going to foreclosure because the government said, hey, slow down. And then, but what's happened to all of those properties that didn't go to foreclosure over the last 18 months? Their values have gone way up. So now are they hitting the foreclosure market like they would have before, for example, like they did in 2008, 2009, 2010, 2000. The answer is no, right? And then it feels so far removed uh, as it's 100 and some odd degrees outside. Uh, and, uh, but but the, the ice storm that even hit, You know a little bit of houston took some properties off the market right caused more supply chain disruptions we didn't know that we needed so many um we didn't know that we needed so many plumbers and copper Uh, So that's some of the things that have come come up as well and guys i um also want to let you know that as part of the real estate investor association one of the things that we're doing is we have a three-day training in addition to the training that we do live here with you guys Uh, But the three-day training uh, that we've got coming up, we're going to share with you many of the different strategies that we use as real estate investors beyond what we're going to share tonight, Uh, the uh, systems, the steps, the processes, uh, and also what we have as our real estate investor blueprint, which I wish I had one, but I will uh, show you guys one of the things we're going to give away tonight as uh, part of our association. And the cool thing is we're gonna do it all for free. So uh, what we found is uh, the obstacle is the way. So we started doing some free training for the association uh, about 18 months ago, right? And we've just kind of continued to do it because we know this is kind of a little unusual time and we wanna still be of service within the community and make it no risk for you guys. So we actually have, Some in-person training coming up. Uh, So our next three-day training will be in Dallas, September 10, 11, 12. Austin, August uh, uh, 27, 28, 29. Uh, Houston, September 24, 25, 26. So if you guys want to clear some room on your calendar and get signed up for that, you guys can head over to TexasStarterKit.com. I'll actually put up a QR code that you guys can scan later. Except how many of you guys are used to using QR codes like when you go to restaurants and such? Okay, a couple of you guys, except with this one, you're not gonna get like a margarita and fajitas, but you will get the knowledge that will allow you to make money to buy all the margaritas and all the fajitas you could ever want, right? So uh, yeah, so that's awesome. And guys, I also wanna make sure before I leave and I introduce my husband in the next couple of minutes, I wanna leave you all with a little bit of the market update and what we've seen over the last several months. And I'm gonna break down the overall Texas market as well as Houston specifically, uh, Dallas, Fort Worth, as well as San Antonio and Austin just to let you guys know what we're seeing. And I'll run through this a little bit quickly. And again if you'd like to spend some more detail studying this number these numbers because i'll tell you uh, uh, sometimes uh people look at this and like oh it's, it's a lot of data there's a lot of data here i try to put it into one infographic for you guys just to kind of get an idea of what's happening right now but the sales price overall in texas up 25 percent uh year over year days on market down to 27 days normally this looks like 60 to 90 days Uh, closed sales were up last month, 7%. We have a 1.4 month supply of inventory. How many of you guys are saying, that sounds cool, but I have no idea what that means. It's okay, right? Okay, I'll tell you, so month supply of inventory. Uh, What that means is if we stopped listing houses today, if we stopped putting houses, new houses on the market today and listing them for sale, based on the buyer demand that we've had over the last 12 months, we would be out of inventory here in Texas in exactly 1.4 months, okay? Let me make that relative to something for you. So our 40-year average is six months of inventory in Texas. So we're running at about one-fifth of what we normally have in terms of inventory. And uh, that's causing both uh, opportunities, uh, problems, as well as opportunities for us, right, as it's driving prices up. Last month, we did see the uh, pending sales down. Why, Why, oh my gosh, she just said that We're gonna have more sales this year than we did last year. Why are pending sales down? Well, what are we comparing it to, right? So Mark Twain has a quote that I love. Uh, He says, lies, damn lies, and statistics, right? What are we comparing it to? The answer is we're comparing it to a blowout month that we had July of 2020, right? With a bunch of pent up demand. So some of these numbers I'm going to show you as we look at the individual cities might look a little negative, but you, uh, you really have to make sure you understand what I'm comp- comparing it to and uh, what the forecast is. So let's look uh, specifically, how about we talk about Houston, Texas right now? The average price last m- month was up 15% at $389,000. Days on market right now, a very short 26 days. Closed sales were down last month, uh, 6%, but don't let that number fool you, right? Lies, damn lies, and statistics, right? We are comparing it to a blowout month in July of 2021, so where we were at home for three months, and then people said, okay, it's it's, it's time. I need to go out and buy a house, Uh, so that's what we're looking at. Pending sales in Houston are up 2.4% year over year. So again, remember that we also had a blowout month in August so and then we kind of before we kind of got a little bit caught up uh, active listings remember I told you there are about 50,000 agents in Houston right now there are 27,000 listings on the MLS. Okay. So that's why I said, I don't know if you necessarily want to go out and become an agent. That's uh, effectively like making minimum wage right now. Uh, year-to-date sales up 19% year-over-year. The average price up 18% year-over-year. So it's going to be an absolute blowout year here in Houston for us. And then, uh, again, I added just a little data point up here for you. So I want to make sure you guys catch that. I'll read it for you. Uh, the close to original list price ratio for single-family homes reached 100.5% three percent so as an example if it was listed for one hundred thousand dollars which yes i know there's no such beast in houston texas okay but just kind of roll with me here if it was listed for hundred thousand dollars it sold for one hundred thousand three hundred dollars right so just multiply that times four on a four hundred thousand dollar house uh, so we've never seen that list price to sales price ratio that high what is that why is that a result because of all of the inventory issues that we've been seeing, right? All of those things have compiled and come down together. So I wanna share that with you. Ah, And then this is the explanation from the Houston Association of Realtors. Uh, So in Houston, single family homes ended a 13 month positive run with a 6.1% drop as 10,159 units sold versus 10,822 units sold in July of 2020. The decline was the result of a statistical anomaly, uh, also uh, known as damn lies, a record-setting surge of sales in July of 2020 as COVID-related lockdowns were lifted, enabling Q2 2020 postponed closings to proceed. So I just want to make sure you guys have some context there because I think context is really important as we're looking at numbers and really trying to understand what to do next. Uh, in Austin, gosh, there are no typos here. I just got to tell you guys this. So if you're thinking about uh, Austin, uh, the average price for the first time ever, $600,000. Uh, that's, that's, that's American, by the way, just in case you, you, were, you were curious about that. Uh, up 43.4% year over year. I was uh, doing a little bit of research on where the name Austin came from. And I found in my research uh, after I saw this the six hundred thousand dollar number that the the uh, Latin root word for Austin actually means San Francisco. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I got to tell you guys, I've been saying that joke for a little while. And it still never gets old. <laughs> but uh, wow, I'm just really blown away by those numbers. Uh, uh, closed sales up nine percent. Uh, pending sales are down again because we saw that pin up demand come in. Uh, listen, l- listen to this, guys. I want you to look at this uh, wild phenomena that I've only seen happen in about the last eight months. Okay, uh, how many active listings do you see? Two thousand two hundred sixty-five how many closed sales do we have the month prior? Almost 4,400. You never see active listings less than closed sales. You never see that. You never see active listings less than pending sales. Okay. So when we talked earlier about When you put your house on the market, you had multiple offers above list price, same day, in some cases sight unseen. Imagine what they're having there in terms of, look at the months of inventory. Not six months, no typos, 0.6 months of inventory. In San Antonio, uh, the most affordable market, uh, but uh, still you're seeing those prices go up, up 18% year over year, closed sales down again because of the breakthrough in sales last year. Um, And then their year-to-date sales numbers up 10%, average price up 17%. And Dallas and Fort Worth, uh, the largest uh, market in terms of sales because it's a 54-county North Texas area, the average price was up 20% year over year. Closed sales were down, again, for the same reason that we've talked about earlier pending sales also down. And then also Dallas has that same wild phenomena where the total number of active listings is less than the total number of closed sales is less than the total number of pending listings, right? so was this informative to help you guys get an idea of where we are in the market and what you guys need to do Uh, so i want to make sure and uh, share that with you guys and also want to make sure again you get registered for some more training with us so we're going to do a training presentation next where we're going to talk specifically about strategy but love for you guys to join us to do a three-day class with us because what we found is you know before and we kind of rethought how we help people at the real estate investor association before we would just tell people okay it's been a great three hours it's been awesome you guys learned some great stuff we'll see you in a month and we'll do this again and what we found is a lot of real estate investors were like well no well how about tomorrow like i I, I like to. I don't want to start my real estate investing in a year, like now, now is also good, right? Uh, so what we've done is we've basically com, um, compressed basically three years of real estate investing meetings into this one weekend, uh, where we talk about the different strategies that we use as real estate uh, investors. We talk about the marketing campaigns to be able to find, listen guys, your deals are not on the MLS, right? You've got to have different strategies to be able to find those deals. We're going to teach you guys the strategies that we've been using uh, for almost two decades. And we'll also give some of you all who have been living in a cube. Some of you guys have been living in a cube, especially some of you engineers. I hate to, this is going to sound harsh, but you just don't know what to say. You just don't know how to talk to people. It's, you, can, you can just go like this. It's okay, I can tell who you are already. I know I know who my left brainers are, uh, but I'll tell you this. Uh, we're gonna make it easy and effortless for you. So what we've done is we've talked to well over a thousand sellers since we've been investing. We know what to say, and we've been out of the cube for a long time, so we know how to interact with people. And we have something we call the exactly what to say for the real estate investor. So we break down those words, we break down the objections so that you guys can feel confident, comfortable, and make selling and putting properties under contract absolutely effortless. So we'll go through that as we go through the training as well. And we'll introduce you to some of the people that uh, you will want to add to your personal power team, whether they're people who bring closing skills, whether they're people who are willing to partner with you or people who are willing to loan you money, right? So we have someone who we call the $2 billion man who does a lot of the lending within this community to help real estate investors. And it's absolutely what we call experiential. We even get to do a virtual bus tour as we go through it as well. You guys can get registered for it. I'd love to have you guys there uh, just by going to TexasStarterKit.com. You can also scan that little QR code at the bottom. And again, for a limited time, because we used to charge for this as part of the Real Estate Investor Association, uh, and we just haven't restarted that yet as we're kind of getting our feet uh, back to meeting live again, you guys can uh, get it for free. And again, it's a limited time because we can't afford to continue to do this forever, uh, but we're doing it as we are just getting started. We've got all the dates here for you. So love to have you guys join us. You can pick your, your date. So, uh, and I will say, for those of you guys who are online with us, we're doing it both online as well as live. And for those of you guys who have friends or family in other cities and other cities work for you or you want to bring a family member along for the ride in one of the other cities, you're welcome to join us in one of the other cities as well. So I just ask you guys can take a picture of this link. You can follow it. You can get set up for it. We're going to ask you a couple of questions because it's important for us to know where you're starting from today and understand where you want to go in the future then we can weave that plan. So we've been part of this investor association since we walked into our first meeting uh, way back in 2003. We've been helping investors build that plan. We've been doing deals with people that are part of this association, and this is one of the things that feeds us a lot of those deals. Uh, so love to have you guys join us. We'll ask you a couple of questions. And then for those of you guys who get all the way through the maze of some of the different questions that we ask you and get all the way registered, and you'll see about four different steps in there, uh, once you guys show us that you're registered for one of these next classes, we get to share this with you. Some of you guys could work on that, just a little bit of the, you know, I'm just, I'm just saying it didn't come off super genuine, but I'll give you another shot at it. So I'll tell you who created this. So my husband, who's standing right next to me, so he has a background um, that you guys will love. So he was a double major, computer science and electrical engineering, right? This is what computer science and electrical engineering people do. Uh, you may say, "Well, that's great, but what does that have to do with real estate?" It has nothing to do with real estate, except for this. Texas's largest real estate investor association at TexasStarterKit.com. If you like today's episode, please subscribe, comment, share with other investors, or join us directly at TexasStarterKit.com.